0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Bible 101 Bible lesson. My name is Brother Greg Ross from Willersburg, Ohio, and it's so good to be with you here today. And uh, I want to thank Brother Jordan Mills for allowing me this opportunity to teach the Word of God today. Uh, trust if you've been listening to these uh, Bible lessons uh, throughout, uh, Brother Mills has taught multiple Bible studies up to this point, and um, and what a blessing those have been. <coughs> And today, uh, with the help of the Lord, we're going to teach on a Bible lesson I think is very important, very vital, vital to anyone that wants to have a closer walk with God. Now, a little bit about myself. I was not, I was not raised in church. I didn't go to a home that uh, we went to church every Sunday or once through the week, maybe maybe on a, a holiday, Christmas or Easter or something, we, we may go, but... Um, by the time I was 22 years old, uh, I was dealing dope. I was taking drugs and alcohol nearly every day. Uh, I nearly nearly died of uh, uh, overdose more than a couple of times. But uh, thanks to the grace of God, thankfully one day, one day somebody invited me to the house of God, an apostolic church where I was able to bow on a bidden knee in an old-fashioned altar and repent of my sins A man of God baptized me in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And at that point, I started my walk with God about 41 years ago. So I'm thankful to be here today. And uh, I did not go to Bible college Uh, when I came into the church I didn't know much of anything. I knew that there was a God. I knew that there was a Bible. I knew that there was a Jesus who died on the cross and shed blood. That was about the extent of my Bible knowledge. I did not know an apostle from an epistle. I was I was just blank, as you can say, as far, as far as the things of God were concerned. But I, I, I immediately was very... Uh, hungry for the Word of God. I wanted to know what the Word of God said. I began to do personal Bible studies. Uh, I went to church regularly. I listened to the man of God preach. I listened to men of God teach. I took notes, and to this day, I still love studying the Word of God. I very much enjoy teaching the Word of God, and so I am thankful to be here today. And thank you, Brother Jordan Mills, for allowing me this time to do this. I would like for you to turn in your Bibles to the uh, book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 2. That's in the Old Testament. And uh, if at all possible, uh, take the time and if possible to sit down to listen to this Bible study today. Have your Bibles handy, maybe a pen, uh, paper to write a few of these notes down. I have much material to cover, and with the help of the Lord, we'll, we'll get through this. Today in Jesus' name, help us today, Lord. In Jesus' name, praise God, Amen. This is a very vital and very important subject, and uh, it's the name of today's Bible studies is the principles of holiness. Now, I could teach a Bible study just on holiness or uh, holy holiness or being holy, but I want to talk about the principles. Of holiness and let's use Leviticus chapter 19 verse 2 as our starting point the Bible says in chapter 19 verse 2 of Leviticus "Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and saying to them ye shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy and so I think very important to understand as we start this Bible lesson what is uh, holiness what is the word holy and so, some basic definitions, uh, some dictionary definitions, some Greek-Hebrew definitions, but to help us to get a, a mindset of what holiness or being holy is, it obviously means to be separate. It means to be clean. It means to be pure. Uh, it means to be different from the profane. It has to do, it has to do with otherness. It's different. It's separate. Uh, and when the Lord says, ye shall be holy... He is saying, "Ye shall be distinct. You shall be separate. You shall be clean and pure." Israel was to be distinct, separate from other people. It means to be sacred. It means to be dedicated. It means to be set apart. It has to do with sanctification and consecration. It is a vow. It is a covenant. The Bible says that God is holy. Amen. And so. And so those that are listening today uh, on a type of Bible study like this, we're going to have people from all walks of life. Uh, There's... Perhaps folks listening today that have not started their walk with God, that have not obeyed the plan of salvation. Perhaps others that are listening have been living for God for a, a short while or many years. I don't know. But nevertheless, regardless of where you're at right now, it is very important to know and understand this subject today because God is holy and he wants us to be holy. The first thing that any of us need to do Uh, is to simply obey God's plan of salvation. That starts us on our walk with Him. That starts us on our walk with God. Now, uh, if you've listened to any of these podcasts at all, uh, you surely know by now that God has a specific plan of salvation. uh, And you will find that in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, very specifically there, when the Apostle Peter says... Uh, to, to answer a question that was asked of him, what shall we do? The, Peter's answer was, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so that starts us on our walk with God. We repent of our sins and God forgives us. We are baptized in his name and we take on his name and he washes our sins away we are filled with his holy spirit the holy ghost and that allows us to start a walk with him the bible says in isaiah chapter 35 and verse 8 and then highways shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness praise god now if you have your bibles i will be turning to a variety of scriptures today to help us, help us on our way. And by the way, as we're turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, over in your New, uh, new Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, um, I, I will say this on, on this subject of holiness or the principles of holiness. There are literally a volumes of books that have been written, pamphlets, tracts. There's a, a, a lot of things that could be searched on your computer concerning this subject. And so as I approach this today, I have spent some time in study and prayer. And uh, I, I, have, I have this lesson today that I feel like this is the way God wanted, uh, wanted this to be taught today. So this is no way completely exhaustive. Like I said, there are literally volumes of books out there written on this subject. But uh, let's see what the Lord would do for us today if we'll focus in on a few key verses of Scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Old things are passed away, they're gone. Behold, all things are become new. Praise God. A soul set free, praise the Lord. A soul set free desires to please God. I, and I can speak for myself here. I remember, I remember uh, where I came from. I know the days of doing drugs and alcohol and a, and a drug-induced haze. And, and my life story wasn't going very well. And Jesus Christ stepped onto the pages of my life and rewrote my life story. All those old things... Are behind me now. I'm looking forward to the things that are before me. I want to press toward the mark. I very early on, I wanted to. God had been so good to me, and I wanted to know what what pleased God. I wanted to know what was was pleasing to God. I wanted to know what His desire was. I had been set free, and I wanted to know what would God would require and want of me for His goodness to me. So, so holiness. Is our vow, it's our covenant, or it's our agreement with God. We want to serve Him. We want to do what He wants. We want to love the things that He loves. We want to hate the things that He hates. And so I, I say unto you today, holiness is extremely, vitally important if you want to get closer walk with God. Salvation, uh, we, there is a direct plan of salvation, but it's not this just one-time event that you take a few minutes to do and then you go on your way living like you always lived. No, it's you made the plan of salvation and then you start a walk with God. And your walk with God should allow you to draw closer to Him every day. And through prayer and through attendance to the house of God and listening to men of God preach and studying and reading your Word of God. You allow yourself to know Him in a greater and deeper way. And then the more you know Him, the more you love Him, the more you want to become like Him because He's holy and therefore we want to be holy. We want to serve Him. Hebrews Hebrews chapter, and uh, I have the Bible in front of me and I'm I'm going to these scriptures uh, uh, as you're turning there. So, uh, in between, as I'm turning to Scriptures, there might be a pause every now and then, but Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, Follow peace with all men, and what? Holiness, the separation, the distinctness, without which no man shall see the Lord. How important is holiness? Looks like it's pretty important to me when the Bible says to follow peace, follows peace and what else? Holiness. Why? Because with, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And that word seek can sometimes mean comprehend. It can mean to understand. We can't really see the Lord. We can't comprehend Him or understand Him without holiness. Holiness holiness, is not an option. Now, oftentimes when people hear the word holiness or someone's going to be talking talking about standards of holiness... The first thing that some people think in their mind is, well, here we go, some do's and don'ts. You know, I can do this and I can't do that. I can go here and I can't go there. Well, in all honesty, that is part of it. And as we go along here, we'll, we'll see that, that that is a vital part of it. But it goes so much more be, beyond that. Holiness is not an option. It's not a, here it is, you can do it if you want to. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. In fact, in fact, the book of Romans, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 12, In verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. There's the word. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Be be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I I want to present my body. I give God everything. I give Him everything. Uh, a living sacrifice. I want to be holy before the Lord. We give Him everything. And, and by doing that, the Bible says, it's, that's reasonable. That's, that's the reasonable thing. It's the least we can offer God. Lord, this is, a, this is all I've got is me... And uh, so all that I have, all that I am, all that I ever will be, I give to you, Lord. It's, it's the least I can do. It's all I've got, so I give it to you, Lord. So it is reasonable. It's right that, that there are some do's and don'ts in living for God. Now, this next little uh, period of time here, I'm basically going to go right to the Word of God and see what the Word of God has to say about this particular subject. While you're in Romans, the next chapter over, Romans chapter 13 and verse 14 says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Listen, there are some do's and don'ts in living for God. There are some things that's pleasing to God and things that are not pleasing to God. And I don't know about you, but if you if you want to live for God, you want to walk with God, you want to get closer to him, you want to please him and serve him, I want to find out what his word says is pleasing to him and I want to find out what is not pleasing to him. So he says, he says don't make provision for the for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Second Corinthians, another Another great verse of scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17 says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye what? Separate? That's that word that has to do with holiness. That be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. God doesn't want me to touch unclean things. He doesn't want me to be a part of it. He doesn't want that to be a part of my life. And I will receive you. Praise God. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter chapter s- uh, 7 verse 1. And I'm going to read it now. We'll come back to it in just a little bit. Talk about it a little bit more. But it says, Having therefore these promises dearly dearly beloved, let us what? Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I'm going to come back to that verse in a minute. There's some good stuff there. Ephesians Ephesians chapter 4 and verse twenty. Two Ephesians chapter four verse twenty-two says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty-two. Let's quickly turn over there. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty-two says abstain from all appearance of evil. Amen. We're going to be talking about these things. Right now we're laying a groundwork with the Word of God. First Peter. Another great scripture talking about this subject. First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1 uh, and verse 15. But as He which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written, Be holy for I am holy. Uh, do you remember where that's written at? Yep, we started out with it. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 2. Peter's referring back to that. That God wants us to be holy. Even the New Testament church. And one more verse of Scripture. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We're going to John very quickly here. John chapter 14. So many verses of scripture. When I was studying this, I just had so much material from the Word of God, and I prayed and asked the Lord to give me the pertinent scriptures that would help be helpful for our Bible study today. John chapter 14 and verse 15. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. So so someone that says, oh, I don't like all the do's and don'ts. I don't like, I don't like being told I can't go here. I don't like being told I can't wear this or what whatever. All those scriptures we just read lay a a biblical foundation that there are some things that are pleasing to God, and there are things that are not pleasing to God. There are some things that we can do, and that would not be that that would not be pleasing to the Lord. And so we want to avoid those things. I would like to go back. I would like to go back to Second Corinthians, uh, chapter seven, verse one. I don't want to. There's some good. St- Good stuff there. <clears throat> Let's read it again. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly uh, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of what? The flesh and spirit. That's inside and out, by the way. Perfecting holiness. How in the fear of God? Holiness, let, let me tell you today. Holiness is is for all areas of our life. It's for your body. It's for your inward soul. It's for your mind. It's for your spirit. It's for your attitude. It's, it, it starts on the inside. Holiness doesn't start on the outside. Holiness starts on the inside and works its way out. God literally changes us from the inside out when He baptizes us, when He fills us with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. He starts a change in our life when we start our walk with God. It affects, it affects your attitude. It affects your thoughts and your thinking. Uh, the desires. Uh, it, your emotions. Amen. Uh, it has to do with the way you dress. Yes, it does. It has to do with uh, adornments. It has to do where we go or do not go. It has to do with modesty, not only in dress. It does include dress. Modesty in our lifestyle has to do with our behavior. And uh, here's, some, here's, some, here's some, some other good scriptures. Let's go to these verses of scriptures. Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse 2. Praise God. And be not conformed. I read this a moment ago, but I'm going to go back to it. Uh, and be not conformed to this world. Amen. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, The other translation that's often mentioned here is don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Amen. Let me tell you something today. You... You have an enemy of your soul that wants to destroy you, and maybe you've abated the plan of salvation, and maybe you've been going to church a while. But I don't care where you're at. God wants to, dis- or God wants you to live for Him. The devil wants to destroy your soul, and he's going to set traps and pitfalls all along the way and uh, he, he's going to put out, out these enticing things of the world to try to draw you away from your walk with God so it is important that we that we subject ourselves to the, the to the right things the godly things and avoid the ungodly things don't be conformed to this world amen 1st Timothy 1st Timothy 1st Timothy chapter 2 I'm finding it here 1st Timothy chapter 2 Verses 8 through 10 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, um, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting, and like manner also, that women adorn themselves, how, in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly, costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works." Amen. So, uh, so what's good for the goose is good for the gander. There, it, and it says uh, it's talking about men praying, and then in like manner the women. So holiness is not just for one particular gender. Amen. Uh, first, first back to First Peter again. Some other passages there. First Peter, in chapter three, and we're going to start at verse three. First Peter, chapter three, verse three. Uh, well, we could, we could start early. But let's just do First Peter chapter 3, verse 3. Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on apparel, but let it be, I love this phrase here, the hidden man of the heart in that which is not uh, corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price. Praise God. Amen. Verse 5 says, For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trust in God adorn themselves being in subjection under their own husbands. Amen. Praise God. Also, uh, first, we can go to 1 John here. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world, let me back up a little bit. Let's go, uh, let's go to verse 15. Yeah. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, any man love the world? The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's not, it's not of God. That's not of God. It's not of the Father. That's of the world. The world's going to pass away. Praise God. Titus. So many, so many scriptures. Like I said, I studied this and I had to pick out the scriptures I wanted to use. So this is what the Lord gave me. Titus chapter 2, uh, verse, starting at verse 3. Uh, the aged women likewise that they be in behaviors becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given them much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Amen. Also in, in Titus chapter 2, dropping down to verse 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Amen. So, and I'm talking about principles, principles of holiness today. Principles are guidelines. And uh, so, if we have this, if God is telling us, to be holy because he's holy. I ask you this question today, would God ask us, would God ask us to do something that we cannot do or that he would not give us the grace and the ability to do. Well, he if he has, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, he has given us the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so, God's not going to ask us to be holy if we can't attain that. Uh, some would say, "Well, we can't be perfect. We, uh, you know, we, we, we can't do all this and do all that. Uh, you know, just God looks at the heart, and, and you hear these type of phrases. And yes, God does look at the heart. And uh, and if God fills us with the Holy Ghost on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. If these scriptures we just read pretty much prove that without a doubt. It, it has to do it has to do with the way we look. The distinction between the distinction between male and female." Uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. Uh, very, very quickly I'll read that. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created him. Male and female created he them. Our twisted, messed up society would tell us today that there are multiple genders, which that is, that is a lie from the devil. God created male and female. And through the word of God we understand and know that there is to be a distinction and behavior, a distinction in dress, a distinction between male and female, physically, mentally, emotionally distinct. There's that word again, distinct in looks, in our dress, in the hair, etc. So, so it's it's a wonderful thing to be holy. Oftentimes, people get hung up on on uh, you know they use the word standards. You know the do's and don'ts and all that. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping today before I get done in the next little while that we get away from that type of thinking because holiness brings liberty. Praise God. Amen. Let me tell you something. When I, when I was out in the world doing drugs and alcohol, doing my own thing, so to speak, and, uh, and so I, I, w- I was bound by that. I was a prisoner of sin. Jesus Christ set me free. He liberated me. Holiness brings liberty. Amen. It, it gives me freedom from sin. And it gives me freedom from the results of sin, and it gives holiness gives me protection from sin and the things of the world and the results of sin. Amen. Holiness brings us peace. And in, in fact, in the in the book of Romans, let me let me find it here. Book of Romans, chapter fourteen, I believe. Romans chapter fourteen and uh, verse seventeen. Yes. <clears throat> Well, verse 16 says let not then your good be evil spoken of verse 17 says for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but what is it righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost thank God for the gift of the Holy Ghost and the holiness that the, the, gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost brings it gives us peace it, it, peace it gives us righteousness it gives us peace and joy thank God amen so, so when I talk about the principles the principles of holiness principles are guidelines that, you know, a lot of a lot of people want to uh, a lot of people want to say see something specific in the Word of God, uh, and I'll use something really silly here. Uh, you know, you really shouldn't you really shouldn't eat uh, rocks; they're not good for you. Well, there's nowhere in the Bible it says thou shalt not eat rocks. Well, <clears throat> that's kind of silly, but some people want to to say because the Bible doesn't say uh, thou shalt not smoke cigarettes then it would be all right for them to smoke cigarettes. That's, that's what principles are all about. And all the scriptures that we've read and all the scriptures that we're talking about here, these are principles. It's, it, would, it would be obvious to someone that wants to walk with God if there's a principle of what we do with our body. Our, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and if, if we want to live for God, then that principle tells us the Holy Ghost is going to allow us to know This principle allows us to know that this is also wrong too. Amen. Hope that makes sense. Let me go on here. Maybe we'll make a little bit better sense out of that in Jesus' name. All right. Uh, We are commanded to be holy because He is. And I ask you again. I, I wanted to come back to this. Would God ask us to do or be something we can't do or be? And I'll let you answer that in your own way. I will answer it. Because I don't believe God's going to ask us to do something we can't do or be without His grace and and help to do it. So, holiness is us conforming to His character. His ways. His ways are higher than I. His His thoughts are above our thoughts. And so, holiness is our walk with God. It's, It's not a way to get saved, by the way. It's not a way of, hey, if you do this and you do that and you dress this way and you don't go here, you're going to be saved. That's... Holiness is not the plan of salvation. Holiness is a, is a result of salvation. Praise God. So, now, and, and, I, and again, I mentioned some people oftentimes want a specific verse for every do and every don't out there. Well, you know, based, you know, if you have a man of God that's going to preach to you and wash over your soul and pray over your soul and, uh, and through, the, through, through the anointing of the Holy Ghost preaches and teaches and lays some, lays some guidelines out there for you to follow and some do's and don'ts, <clears throat> and uh, some, some that would say, well, the Bible doesn't specifically say, don't do that. The Bible doesn't specifically say this, that, or the other. Look, folks, we need to get beyond that. This, this is about wanting to please God. Whatever it takes, Lord, I want to be saved. The Bible does give us many principles, or guidelines. And uh, I've tried to mention several of those today. No, no, by no means completely exhaustive. Turn, if you would, to the book of Romans again, chapter 6. Amen. Romans chapter 6. Verses. um, Start verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey, obey it in the lust thereof. I will pause here to say, Who are you going to obey the lust of your body or what what the Word of God has to say? Who are you going to to obey what the Word of God has to say or or what the devil's trying to tell you to say? Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Verse 13, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Amen. In verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but under grace. Amen. I like what the Apostle Paul is saying here. In other words, he's saying every everything in my life. My my hands, my feet, my mouth, my thoughts, my, my body. I give my body to the Lord. And... Uh, and I, want, I want, it, want it to be used as an instrument of righteousness, holiness unto God. Now I'm going to take just the next little while. This Bible study will not go much longer. And I'll I'll be honest. This is a Bible study that that could be taught for for hours. And I've tried to be very concise here today and very to the point. And um, trusting and hoping that it's going to be a help to some folks. But just for the next little while, uh, just a few more verses of Scripture. We need, to, we need to get, if we have principles of holiness, we have these guidelines in the Word of God, what would be What would be some practical applications? Let me, let me mention a few of them here today. First, First Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And uh, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Thank God for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse seventeen: If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which which temple, uh, which temple ye are? Amen. So so you want a, you want a practical application of holiness? Uh, does does the Bible specifically anywhere say thou shalt not? Uh, smoke tobacco thou shalt not smoke marijuana thou shalt not take LSD thou shalt not shoot up heroin no it doesn't say that but it does say that your body is a temple of God and, uh, and it's to be holy isn't, isn't, that a, isn't that a principle of holiness and a practical application if God wants me to be holy my body is a temple and he's got me filled with the Holy Ghost then yeah I'm gonna, I want to avoid drugs I want to avoid alcohol tobacco uh, prescription drugs so on and so forth praise God how about how about this one this is some people get hung up on this one but what what's the principle psalm, psalm 101 psalm 101 let me let me find it here psalm 101 and verses 2 and 3 i will behave myself wisely in a perfect way oh when wilt thou come unto me i will walk within my house with a perfect heart I will talk about being in his house living his life day-to-day life and in verse three says I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes I hate the work of them that turn aside it shall not cleave unto me And let me read Romans I didn't have this written down but uh, Romans chapter 1 let me tie that in with that verse of scripture there and yes I'm going to mention TV and movies and those type of things. Uh, a lot of people get hung up on this. I don't know why. It, you know, and so I've heard people say, "Well, David wrote that. There was there not even TVs back then, but, right?" So, so whatever wicked thing. Obviously, there was wicked things that David could could uh, see and view, and he said, "I'm not. I'm going to put that in front of me." In Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. Oh, let's see. Let's, let's see. So many things here. Uh, verse, verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, <laughs> disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, placable, unmerciful, what a what a list that is. What a list that is. And, and get this, this. is what this is what he goes on to say about this in the last verse in chapter one of Romans verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Um, let's see. Unrighteousness. Is that is that on TV and in the in the movies? Yeah. Is fornication? Yes. Is wickedness? Yes. Covetous, maliciousness, envy, murder. Is that is that on TV? And not and and on haters of God, inventors of evil things, proud, uh, without natural affection, so on and so forth. Not not only do those things, but have pleasure in watching other people do those things. Listen, um, and I, you know, we could talk about social... We're talking about principles of holiness. And we bring in books. The books that you read. The magazines that you look at. So on and so forth. Look, look there's a principle. There's a principle of holiness in the Word of God that it is very important what we look at with our eyes. Let's, let's go on. Many, many more scriptures. And we could spend a lot of time with this. Scripture after scripture. Verse after verse. Uh, the Word of God is full of principles and guidelines for us... In our walk with God, to please Him and serve Him, uh, that instruct us uh, concerning. I, I wrote down this list. This this is not a complete list. This is just what I thought of when I was thinking about principles of holiness and, and what the Word of God has. The Word of God teaches us about our attitudes and and what you know how how we behave ourselves. The Bible teaches us about honesty and integrity. The the Bible gives us some principles about activities. There are places that that uh, Holy Ghost filled uh, person of God should not not go. Uh, activities, things that you do. Your appearance. Your appearance. All of this, all of this folks, anybody listening here today. All of this has to do with pleasing God. The principles of the word of God. And someone say, well I don't think God this and I don't think God. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what our opinions are. Listen. We live, we live in a really, the, the time of this recording is July 2020. And if you're anywhere in the world right now, you know what's going on in this world. It's upside down and backwards. It's craziness. There's lasciviousness. There's pestilence. There's, there's a lot of crazy things going on in this world right now. And so there's one thing with all the instability, all the, the craziness that's going on. The Bible, the Bible is the foundation that standeth sure. The Bible is a sure foundation in an unsure world. The Bible is, is, is the rock that you can build your life upon, and everything else is sink and sand. So in this day and in this hour, more important than ever before to get the Word of God in your heart, get the principles of holiness in your heart, and it's going to affect your activities. It's going to affect your appearance, the way you want to dress. The way you speak, there are, there are the, we, that's a lesson in itself. Corrupt communications and, and be kind one to another and so on and so forth. Your thoughts, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, you, know, you know, you can get your dress down. You can, you can avoid some activities and you can get the appearance just right. But what's going on in, in your heart? The hidden man of the heart, well, as a man thinketh in his heart. And so on we could go. Listen, here's the bottom line today as I finish up. Amen. Thank You, Lord Jesus. Here's the bottom line. I, I wrote these words down. God, You are so good. You saved me. You set me free. You delivered me. You pulled me up out of a horrible pit of sin. You set my feet on a rock. You, you delivered me. You set me free. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I don't want to ever take this for granted, Lord. I give You everything. I want to serve You, Jesus. I want to please You in all ways. Salvation. Obeying the plan of salvation. I repented of my sins. I'll never forget that that night. Repented of my sins. I'll never forget when a man of God buried me in the waters of baptism and called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll never forget that night I was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as God Spirit gave me the utterance. And and since then what God has allowed me to learn about the Word of God, about Him. Salvation has affected every area, every aspect of my life. And so I say today to the Lord Jesus, Lord, whatever you want, Lord. And I, I, hope, I hope and pray that all those who are listening today could get that, get, get that same attitude. No, I'm, I'm not perfect. That's not what I'm talking about here today. I'm talking about each and every one of us having a walk with God. And I don't know where you're at. If you've been living for God a week, maybe you haven't made the plan of salvation. I don't know. You need, you need to do that. You need to look at that real close because I'll tell you what, all this other stuff that I'm talking about today, it won't really make sense to you until, until uh, you follow that plan of salvation. And I, I'll be honest, some, some things when I first started my walk with God... Uh, I didn't always understand, but I always knew that it was the right thing to do—to to be obedient, to be in submission. And here's the thing: at first, I may not have understood it, but by obeying it, it made then it made sense. I'll give you an example. When I was very young, um, I thought it would be really cool to stick a fork in a an electric uh, receptacle, and I did that, and. Um, it was... Uh, I got the shock of my life, so to speak. And so, and so I had been told not to do that, but it just looked so perfect. You know, you got, you got the fork and the thing sticking out, and you got these little holes in that receptacle, and it just looks perfect that it would go in there. No, don't do that. And so I, I, I did it anyway. Now, uh, sometimes I have seen small children playing in grass, and, and maybe they get a little close to the road, and mommy or daddy will be yelling at them, "'Stay away!' The young child doesn't, doesn't understand why he can't, can't play in the grass, even though it's closer to the road. He doesn't understand the danger. <coughs> Excuse me. He doesn't, doesn't understand why he's being told not to go past a certain point. Uh, a line is drawn by mommy and daddy because there's danger beyond that point. But as that child grows older, as that child gets, gets more mature and gets more understanding, then one day he'll say, Ah, now I know why I was not supposed to go past that point because of the danger. Living for God and standards of holiness, the principles of holiness, is much like that. Uh, and, I, I, you know, early on, I'll, I'll, I'll know you won't always understand things, but that's okay. Just be submissive, be obedient, and God will open up your understanding of all these things. And, and, and when God does that, it's such a beautiful thing. Holiness, holiness is a beautiful thing. The Bible talks about the be- beauty of holiness, Amen. Well, I'll I'll stop here. I didn't really time this. Had to see how long it went, but um, I feel like I th- feel like we're done. I'll, I'd like to have a word of prayer before we before we close out today. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for this opportunity to uh, read your word, to study your word to bring this to those that would be listening. I thank you for your help today. I thank you, Lord, that I felt your touch. I felt your presence. And I pray, God, that those that would be listening in in the days to come would be blessed by it and learned by it. God, that many souls be added to the church in these last days. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being with us. God bless you.